Good evening, Island Church, and all the visitors that may be uh, checking in on our broadcast today. We're so thankful that you're uh, tuning in. Uh, we have been looking at, discussing, and applying the answers of the Word of God uh, to the three negative emotions of panic, anxiety, and anger. So the last two on, on Monday and Tuesday night, we kind of dealt with panic and anxiety, and now we want to deal with anger. Anger uh, it's such a broad brushstroke of an emotion uh, that we probably ought to take a little time and deal with anger. We all know what anger is. We know what it's like to be angry. Um, anger is an emotion many times that uh, uh, tries to uh, get on us and it tries to stay on us. It tries to control us. Uh, there are a lot, a lot of angry people out there. And in dealing with anger, I know in my own life, uh, I was an angry, angry a young man, when I was backslid and away from God, uh, there was so much that I was angry about. But after I began to serve the Lord and after the Lord began to heal me uh, uh, of all of that anger, I began to go back and, and, and decipher uh, the root cause. Now, the root cause, and this is true many times of anger, is not anger itself. The root cause is pain or a hurt or a great disappointment inside of us, a, a traumatic event. I know that there's people that have that they've, they've gone bankrupt, divorced many times, children of divorce. People have lost, uh, uh, lost children. Uh, there's all types of things that can become hurts, that if those hurts are not allowed to be healed uh, by the gracious mercy and the hand of God, they can result of us slapping a band-aid of anger on there and anytime that that emotion is stirred up that anger is stirred up what it does it just reminds us of that hurt and it's a horrible it's a wicked i call it a wicked demonic carousel it has no off it continues to turn in your life till you make a decision to do something about it just like panic and anxiety let's read again since we're going to talk about anger for a couple, again the definition of anger anger is a strong feeling of displeasure and antagonism. Then we defined antagonism. It's the opposition of a conflicting force, a, 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 tendency, a tendency or a principle actively expressed through opposition. Let me just say, here's a good way to just, to just make it real simple. Something didn't go the way you thought it was. Something happened that so disappointed you that so hurt you, that so wounded you, you knew something was going to continue in a certain way, in a certain path, and that path or that way got interrupted. It could have been as trivial as a, 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 I've seen people le lose a hunting lease or, or not be able to buy the boat they wanted or, or, or you know, not get the tickets to the game they wanted to go to, and it caused an angry response, and it's been, it can be as dramatic as, as the death of someone in your family or, or losing, a, a, losing a, a child. Lee and I uh, believed God for children. We were later in life when God began to deal with us about having children, and, and the first pregnancy uh, Leah had uh, was ended and we were very disappointed but we were not angry and we did not let that uh, get into our hearts and people say well that was just a you know just a, a miscarriage what if that child would have been you know five years old or eight years old or ten well I don't know I, I can't deal with that emotion but I do know the answer to it and that is the word of God and the power of God the anointing of God so let's look at a couple of things in the word of God let me read a scripture here in Ecclesiastes 
uh, I'm going to go ahead and go up here and kind of to where it starts. Ecclesiastes verse 7, and I'm going to start in verse 7. It says, Surely opposition maketh a wise man mad, and a gift destroyeth the heart. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Say not, what is, what is the cause that the former days were better than these? For thou dost not inquire wisely concerning this. Let me read that in the Amplified. It says, do not be quick in spirit to be angry or vexed, for anger and vexation lodgeth in the bosom of a fool. Now, you know what vexation is? That's confusion. You're like, I don't know what, I don't know what, what happened. I don't know why it happened. I, I just don't know. I'm just, I'm just vexed. That's what it is. It's confusion. And many times that vexation can lead to anger. It says, do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise or because of wisdom that you ask this. Now listen, this is saying everything was going good. It was going down a particular path. Now I'm vexed. I'm confused. I do not know what happened. That path looks like it has come to an end. Now I'm living in a state in which I wish I was back in those days, back at that time, because that time did not have the pain, that time did not have the hurt, that time did not have the panic or the anxiety, but I've had to live with this pain, I've had to live with this panic, I've had to live with this anxiety, and because of that, I'm experiencing this negative emotion. I'm angry. I'm mad. I am upset over this. And I'm telling you, you're going to have to define your own situation. But listen, you cannot live with that. It will eat up your life. It will eat your life up. We can go through all types of scriptures and illustrations in the Word of God of men that were angry, situations that caused anger. But in, re in reality, you know, you know, listen to me, you know what it's doing to your life. You know how it takes control away from your spirit man on the inside. You know the things that you say when you're angry. You know the things that you do when you're angry. You know how you feel when you're angry. And you know what it takes to get over it. That's why you have to engage and deal with it. The days ahead do not need to be less than the days behind you. No matter who you are. No matter what you've done. If you're serving God. If you're pursuing uh, His righteousness in your life, if you're looking for God's will in your life, then you cannot afford in any way to be an angry person, to be, to be in anger, because what anger is, it is the expression of that pain that comes out of you. And I'm telling you something. It can lead to emotions beyond anger, which are like rage and things like that, in which you lose control and that thing takes you over. There are people in the penitentiaries right now. There are people that are, uh, that are dead right now because they literally allowed that anger to go into that rage state in which they lost control. And let me tell you something. When you lose control and the adversary 
takes you over because that's what it is. It is the adversary. And a lot of people say, well, Pastor, I can control it. I can. Now, I heard one guy say this, you know, I, I just kind of sit on the fence there. I can kind of control. Listen, the devil owns the fence. You must be delivered of this. You must get it out of your life. You must engage. Listen, if you need ministry, if you need counseling, you've got to do whatever you need to do to get anger out of your life. It is the expression of the hurts and the pain of your life. I know I've been there. Man, I was so angry. When I, was, when I started to get 15, 16, 17, things happened in my life. Things happened in our family. And we were a Christian family. We were a spirit-filled family. We were a family of faith. The enemy got into my mind. He began to show me things that were happening in our family. My mom had some issues physically that took place in her body. And, 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 the, and the enemy said, well, look, look, look what she's going through. Look how she's suffering. And then really one of the most spiritual people in my life, my grandmother, died of cancer. And, and, and the Lord said, well, look, what, look, what she, look how she's suffering. Look what's happened to her. Where is God? Where was God in her situation? I mean, the enemy just to torment my mind. And I ended up so angry. I just rebelled belled. I begin to do drugs. Uh, I mean, I, I experienced the death of, of my grandmother who was very close. I was, the, I was the, the, the first grandchild on both sides of the family. I was very spoiled. But I had to deal with that anger one day. I couldn't deal with, with the drugs. I couldn't deal with it with the violence. I couldn't deal with it through, through, through affairs and things like that that were illicit and immoral. I had to come to the place where I took the Word of God engaged in the Word of God and applied the Word of God to my anger. Now, let, let, let's look at another scripture. They're in Proverbs chapter 14. Let me find it here. Proverbs chapter 14, and it's in verse 17. I've got two translations of that. Verse 17. Let me, let me begin in verse 16. A wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the fool rageth and is confident. That means he's confident in his rage. He's confident in his anger that's going to give him the relief he needs. Let me say something to you. When you lose it and you get angry, it does not give you the relief that you need. It is not the answer for you. Many times people just wait it out till it kind of resides and then they try to go back to some type of normal. It never happens. Every time you let that anger flare and you like that, it literally takes you to another place. And you do not go back to a place. You just are proceeding toward a very negative place in life. Here's what it says. He says, He that is soon angry dealeth, dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. Let me read it in my, uh, in my Passion Bible. It says, An impulsive person has a short fuse and can ruin everything, but the wise will show self-control. The ability to handle your anger, that's exactly what it is. It's self-control. You've got to take the Word of God. You've got to begin to speak, first of all, not to the anger. You've got to go to that hurt. Listen, Jesus is the healer of the brokenhearted. I came back to the Lord uh, 36 years ago. This March will be 37 years ago. I had so much anger in me. I, I had anger because of a divorce. I'd lost my grandmother. I'd watched my mother suffer. I'd been told by the devil that, 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 that God is not God, that God doesn't, doesn't do uh, great things, and He's not the God. I mean, my mind had been twisted by drugs. I was in a horrible mental state. But listen, I began with nothing else. I knew two things. I have to pray. 
I have to read my Bible and I have to go to church. And I begin to listen. I begin to go to every church. I didn't know I was supposed to be planted in one church. I didn't know anything. I begin to go to every church, every service I could find. I drive to the other side of Houston. I drive up to Alvin. I drive up to Tulsa, Oklahoma to be in a series of meetings for a week at a time. I begin to read my Bible. I begin to pray. I begin to cry out to God. I begin to ask forgiveness. I begin to give forgiveness. I begin to go on an offensive. You know, uh, uh. Uh, the military in World War II, that great day, uh, D-Day, uh, uh, June the 6th, 1944, an offensive began. Oh, the effort, the sacrifice, the price they paid uh, to, to destroy that fascist regi uh, regime of Hitler's Germany. You've got to do the same thing. You've got to go to war. It's a war in your mind. You've got to go on an offensive. You've got to plan it. You've got to get your Bible. You've got to get some good teaching, just like what we've been teaching. You've got to get what you need, and you've got to make a decision. I'm going to arm myself. I'm going to go after this hurt, and I'm going to get healed of this hurt. I'm telling you, if you'll do that, every bit of the grace of God, every part of His mercy, the angelic realm, the power of the Word, the power of the Spirit, everything God has will go to work for you. You can't survive without it. Let God be God in your life. Not just to heal you and cleanse you of sin and a path, but to make you whole. Where you're whole, you're complete. All the assembly of parts are put back together in your life where there is a wholeness and you can live in peace. That's the will of, your, will of God for your life. Remember, Jesus is the healer of the broken heart. And it is the broken heart that needs to be healed. And when, once that heart is mended, anger just melts away. We'll pick this up and conclude this tomorrow. If you're living in this state right now, I love you. I'm praying for you. And I guarantee you, God has a breakthrough for your life. See you tomorrow evening.